What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Hera on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Know the code. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. This is where the fun begins. A Utini production. Let's eat a little, drink a lot, and talk private. Episode number 65, interview with Alex Damon. The Force is with me. And I am with the Force. On this episode, a new Star Wars animated series has been announced. Well, that sure complicates things, Commander. New podcasts, videos, and book releases. Help you again. Yes. And the Utini team talks with honorary Dr. Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained. That one's a troublemaker. And now, here are your hosts. You want to meet some uh, friends of mine? Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. Welcome to The Living Force, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this slightly too hot Monday evening, at least in Chicago, is one of the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Hello, sir. What is happening? Pleasure to be here, man. Happy. Best part of my week. Aw, it's just us. <laughs> I'm kidding. We also have Wes Jenkins, the man behind the keys. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Good to see you. Good to see you. And we have officially uh, finally fired Dr. Charles Hankel uh, for insubordination, um, embezzlement, uh, and all other, other kind of fake things. But we have replaced him uh, with Alex Damon. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? I will tell you it is way more than slightly too hot in Atlanta. <laughs> you know what? I'll believe you. Uh, we hit like the 90s last week, and I was like, this is it for me. I can't go on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's every day oh. here and we have a puppy and he has to be walked and it's oh relentless it, <laughs> every time i look at my dog who just got shaved today he might make an appearance on the show we'll see i'm just like you could figure out a pee pad right like i need a balcony with those <laughs> fake grasses that you can just kind of stroll out i feel like that would fix everything uh but Everyone else who is hopefully sitting in either the cold or the air conditioning, if this is your first time joining us, welcome! You have just found one of the most inclusive and positive fan communities in the history of the galaxy. If you're new to reading Star Wars, you got to check us out on utini.com for reviews, reading guides, and everything you need to dive into and explore the Star Wars Expanded Universe. We have a vibrant online community, which you can join by heading over to utini.com slash discord. Speaking of which, hi to everyone in the discord right now. Thanks for joining. And we have a Patreon jam-packed with hours of extra content at patreon.com slash utini. We host this live show on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the audio podcast version is released on Thursdays for patrons and Fridays on iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Thanks for joining us. Now let us dive in. Whew. 
Okay, it's like my fourth time doing that new intro. I'm I'm feeling it a little bit. It's like a sweater. <laughs> yeah, like wash it a couple times. It's still slightly itchy. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> seamless transition, like it. uh, isn't it? Guys, <laughs> it was a long day today already. I'll tell you what. Uh, but uh, I want to start off obviously by welcoming uh, Alex. Alex, uh, if any of you all have lived under a rock in the Star Wars world for a while, uh, is the host of Star Wars Explained, a phenomenal uh, YouTube channel, amongst other things. Alex, why don't you tell our viewers slash listeners kind of what is your place in the Star Wars fan community? What's your deal, man? Uh, my deal is I started a channel because I really like Star Wars trivia, uh, and it was specifically a contest uh, at Dragon Con in Atlanta, which covered everything not just the movies but the books and the comics and so i was basically just trying to uh keep up with it all and then it, it transitioned into besides just me learning yeah doing reviews and uh i don't know people seem to like my my version of studying which was to put out videos on these topics because uh I, I knew it was something that i would like to watch and i was like oh, i'll just make videos and it turned out to be a really great way to study and really get that material in there uh so yeah that that's i I don't really consider myself anything greater than that just like (laughs) a guy who likes star wars and likes to talk about it and uh uh, that's what my wife molly and i do well and and it's and it's awesome i mean fantastic yeah i for i I did first find you guys hilariously in that same vein of just wanting to know more about random little things and a lot of your videos about like individual characters or like what's this ship of this book or um, every time after, uh, I think after the Dragon Con trivias, where you'll put out a video on a trivia question you miss on the most random things are always some of my favorite things to do. Uh, and obviously, as f- fans of all crazy things unique and random in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, we love that kind of stuff as well. Uh, so right. well, you probably I was going to say, go. you probably basically have a doctorate in Star Wars, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I, I was thinking this week because we were talking about bringing you on the show and stuff. And I was thinking, like, like, how much does Alex actually know about Star Wars? It's got to be like an astronomical amount. And I was thinking about medical school because you, you study like so much. I probably read 20,000 pages in medical school. And I was like, I bet he's read at least that much Star Wars. So, you know, I don't know how we get one of those colleges to give you like one of those honorary <laughs> doctorates. But we should we should figure out how to do that and just arrange it. Just start calling me Dr. Damon. That'll be good enough for yeah. now. <laughs> oh, that's got to be the next Schmodown name, right? That's got to be the next. <laughs> that's your next nickname. That's perfect. Uh, but we are we are thrilled to have you on the show, uh, and we're just going to do what we always do. We're going to chat about all things going on in Star Wars right now. Later on, we're going to talk about Shadowfall, uh, a, no, one of our uh, most favorite recent books, uh, in addition to some stuff about Star Wars Squadrons, which you have talked about extensively <laughs> on the channel lately. Uh, but before that, uh, this was not in the outline 12 hours ago, yet here we are. Uh, this morning, we got some massive news, everyone. If you have been following along with Star Wars Discourse, you know that the Bad Batch arc of the Clone Wars was heralded by fans everywhere. Absolutely loved the characters, loved the animation style, and we're like, kind of weird we're seeing those guys. I bet they'll never show up again. And how wrong we were, my friends. This morning, it was confirmed by StarWars.com, so you know it's real. Uh, finally, that the Bad Batch is getting their own (laughs) series. Guys, what? This is awesome. Yeah, that's uh, out of nowhere, I feel like. And, like, I didn't expect that at all. Like, I thought they were done with that animation style. They were done with the Clone Wars period. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about it, and I am 
surprised by it. And there's really so many kind of possibilities that can expand from this. Now, Alex, you did a live stream on this earlier today with you and Molly. You talked about a lot of things. After you've kind of now talked about it for a good amount of time uh, yourself in front of an audience, what are your thoughts now that you've kind of figured out what are some possibilities? What are you most excited for about this show? Uh, yeah, my, my thoughts are pretty much the same. Like, I, I agree that uh, some people are like, the Bad Batch, really? And I'm I'm kind of with that. But whenever you hear things where it's like, especially a while back, there were rumors of like, we're doing a Boba Fett movie and a Jabba movie. And you kind of hear those and you're like, that. why would you do a movie about Jabba? But then when you actually think about like what it could be about for real, it's like, oh, well, a crime story in Star Wars with all the syndicates would be pretty cool. So like, I am very excited for the actual uh, synopsis that was provided Mm -hmm. where it says this is about clones who used to have a purpose and now it's gone. So what do they do? And not only that, but their purpose was pretty terrible. Uh, So some of them are going to be grappling with what they did to the Jedi and like how it was not even under their control. So all of that kind of like mental stuff. I really want to see clones in this. That's what I want to explore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've said a thousand times that, the all the sort of nitty gritty clone army stuff from the Clone Wars is by far my favorite stuff. Like, yeah, we had Ahsoka, a credible character. We had a lot of the Jedi were awesome in the Clone Wars, but all the like the rookie stuff, everything about like yeah. the clones themselves was awesome. And you know, Alex, you know as well as I do that that entire sort of what happens to the clones after you know after Order sixty six is pretty much untouched. I mean, even in Legends, like they did not go into that very much. We had the, like the Republic Commando series, but it was very different than I think anything else that's ever been created. So, you know, they went into service with the Imperial army and Navy, I suppose, but I don't know. We don't have a lot of content. So that's, that's exciting to kind of see what the Canon version of that's going to be. Like, how are they going to address this sort of philosophical questions about the clones that they really started to address in the late seasons of the clone wars, which is super exciting. I can't wait for that. Yeah. And you both make a really good, you both make really good points that like, the clones are, are, are a great look into Star Wars as well. Like you're saying, Alex, this opens up a lot of things, like maybe the syndicates and stuff, because we know they're going to be mercenaries, right? So are we going to see, like you said on your stream, they made a Dryden Voss model for a reason, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't just for three seconds in a hologram. So is, is it possible, knock on everything possible, that uh, we're going to get the Bad Batch going into Crimson Dawn, that we're going to be able to watch the galaxy evolve through the eyes of clone troopers, which seems astoundingly unique. So Yeah. That, that's, the, the Dryden Voss thing was something that... And to be fair, they also did a shot of General Grievous. Like, they updated his model for the Clone yeah, Wars Season yeah. 7, and he was in one shot for, like, a second, <laughs> and that was it. So... I, I don't want to say that like Dryden Voss having a model in that final arc means anything for sure, mm-hmm. but it does kind of, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're mercenaries and like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And uh, of course, let's all not forget the most important thing of all of this Funko pops. Let's go. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, we're going to get a new series. We haven't gotten any clone Wars season seven Funko pops. Uh, I'm still healing. Thank you for all your thoughts and wishes on that. But I hope that with the Bad Batch show, the merch alone is going to be a blast. Give me that echo with the screwdriver hand. Give me tech. 
I, I would I would freaking love it. Give me the Walgreens exclusive Bad Batch four pack with Christmas colors. I don't care. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but the Walgreens exclusive. They get weird, man. <laughs> they get weird. Uh, but one thing I also wanted to highlight was that the, the head writer of the show is Jennifer Corbett, uh, who wrote a lot on Star Wars Resistance. And also just wanted to say that's awesome. We actually have a woman head writing a show for Star Wars, which is something that will hopefully not be a big deal soon. Um, but that's freaking awesome. Uh, the, the team behind this is, is very diverse. It's a lot of different people on it. Um, and I'm very excited for more voices to be heard in Star Wars. So we'll be uh, looking for more of that. And come on, we make it comics, we make it books. Who's to say? But 2021, keep your eyes out for some bad batch. Uh, a couple updates for y'all. Uh, over on utini.com, we just put up a brand new collection today. If you're looking for a reading guide for E.K. Johnston, um, who is a lovely, fantastic Star Wars author with a lot of stuff. She now has her very own collection on the site if you want to look over there. Uh, for our patrons, a couple updates. We released a new episode of Lightspeed Skipping, where we picked a random page from a random book and riffed on it. This particular page was about two paragraphs long, so it was a really weird episode. We had a good time with that. Uh, Legends Look Back recently uh, released an episode all about the Death Star. Coming up, they have an X-Wing show coming up. And at the end of the month, I will be joining Charlie. We're going to be talking about the Paradise Snare, AC Crispin novel at the end of the month. So look for that as well as the Ghost Crew, our Rebel show, dropping every Wednesday. All right, y'all, let's talk about book re- book releases, because, oh, my God, the next few weeks. <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about our calendar earlier, about, like just like what we need to talk about and how we're going to fit all this crazy stuff in and author interviews and everything into, like, you know, our lives, which we have to continue living, unfortunately. <laughs> and Eric basically had a panic attack. <laughs> it was it was not not that. It was uh, <laughs> it was looking at the thing and being like, okay, so the Afro audio drama comes out next week, right? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, but then Dark Legends is the week after that. And then oh no, then then Poe Dameron Freefall is the week after that. And then oh oh and then we have the Clone Wars stories of Lights and Light and Dark at the end of August. Uh, oh right, and then Throne Ascendancy Chaos Rising is the week after that. So, um, Alex, as someone who puts out a day of videos for all of these, how are you feeling? Uh, let's see. I have read Dark Legends and Freefall so far. Uh, yes. Yep. Same. I- I've Good. had I've had the Clone Wars on my Kindle for a while, and I still same. Thank haven't you. Read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It, it just. Like that. That was the one I got it earliest, and it was so far out, and I was like in the middle of. Uh, reading other stuff like Shadowfall and mm-hmm. uh so I've been slacking on that but I, I have to the the audio drama is going to be the hardest one because that's uh I, I don't have that yet <laughs> yeah it's and, and it's crazy with those audio dramas because I I feel like with, with the books for some reason it's easier for me to sit down and just read like a couple hours just kind of blow through it but with an audio drama i feel like i gotta be walking the dog or doing something because i can't just like sit in a chair with headphones on i feel kind of like i should be doing something uh but we did get an excerpt for that uh folks if you hadn't haven't heard that yet over on the main page at utini we have an article about that starwars.com released the first not the first a seven minute chunk of the afro audio drama so we're super excited about that um and as Alex said, Dark Legends, Freefall, coming out very soon. Pre-order links for all this stuff is up. But I wanted to talk to you three fine gentlemen about Thrawn Ascendancy for a second. Because we did get our first excerpt 
from that this week. Uh, did you guys get a chance to check that out? I, I read it right before this. <laughs> Nice. Yes, and so I I had also planned to read it right before <laughs> this, but then I forgot how to route Spotify into our video. So you know, here we are. All right. Well, gold star for Alex. An- another demerit for Corey. At its year fired next week. You can't fire me though because I run this whole operation. <laughs> so. it, it really is a Palpatine con- concept. I all, <laughs> <I'll> agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but Alex, what do you think about the the first excerpt we got for uh, for ascendancy? I, I liked it because it was, for the most part, very new, uh, mm-hmm. very different. It's outside of like just the box that I feel like a lot of the Star Wars canon content has fallen in, fell, fallen in lately. Has free fall? Uh, has Poe Dameron free yeah. fallen into? Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad that we're exploring the Chiss ascendancy and just doing doing anything new. Like that was my big issue yeah. with like the Bad Batch announcement today. It's like. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, but it's also like stuff like the High Republic gets me more pumped. Something that I don't know Absolutely. anything about, mm-hmm. and the Chiss Ascendancy falls into that for the most part. Like we had Outbound Flight uh, and some Legends stories, but th- this is our first time looking at it in the this new era. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was really cool to see. Um, they also released the Barnes and Noble poster uh, image that you'll get if you get the Barnes and Noble edition of the book that had like, like the game of Thrones sigils of the ascendancy. I'm a sucker for minimalist design. So that was, that made me very happy. I can't wait to like mix and match, but I agree. I think that the, the recent Thrawn trilogy too was, was interesting, but it was a little of the familiar Thrawn. Like you were saying, like it was, it was kind of what we got in legends Thrawn a bit just with the empire military and a lot of that stuff. So going to a brand new part of space, a whole new political structure, all these new names, all the apostrophes. I, I'm just so excited uh, to get something new and something, uh, something vibrant with that. So if you haven't checked out that excerpt, again, we got a write-up up on UTD. Meg Dowell uh, is killing it with all those news drops that she has so foolishly agreed to write every time <laughs> there is one. <laughs> um, so definitely go check that out. Real quick in the chat, I want to address something. Uh, Corey, I'm going to put you on the spot. Paul Matthews uh, said, any chance we'll get a roundtable? On Dr. Afra, What do you think? We, we, cer- we certainly need to do a roundtable on Dr. Afra. What are we going to possibly do that, Eric? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. They th- This one was announced like such sort of last minute. Like, I cannot believe they kept this whole project under wraps with as many people that are working on it. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, we, we have to do it. I mean, Dooku Jedi Lost was maybe my favorite, favorite thing that came out last year. So... I don't know how we don't do one, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Eventually, yeah. it'll be coming. We'll find a place for it. Yeah, our our air table schedule is is unenviable. I will say. We'll, we'll just we we'll, we can work. quit our jobs and just do like Alex does and, and make incredible Star Wars content all day. Sounds perfect. Uh, thank the you, dream Corey. the dream come true for all Star Wars fans. I must add, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Corey, I will say that is you legally admitting to be uh, my my guardian and sponsor financially. All right. So, um, but yes, uh, Paul and everyone, we are going to be bringing you roundtables on all these that we can. Some of them may be shorter, like Dark Legends will probably get like an episode discussion because it's pretty short. It's more of a younger reader versus Shadowfall, which is going to get a full two-part roundtable starting next week. But stay tuned. We will keep you posted. But out of all those, uh, fellas, I want to give you a quick uh, lightning round question. Out of Dr. Afra, Dark Legends, Freefall, Stories of Light and Dark... And Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, 
Which has you the most excited? Now, Alex, I know you've read Dark Legends in Freefall, as I have as well. Um, but out of these, which, which, which makes you most excited in a non-spoilery way? Uh, still Thrawn Ascendancy. I mean, if I had known nothing else about any of them, uh, Thrawn Ascendancy is, for the same reason I stated earlier, just something different. It's not yeah. part of the Skywalker saga. Uh, it's outside. I do love Dr. Afra as a character, and I, I mm-hmm. consider her kind of in that same vein, too, because she's in the era, in the galaxy, but she's usually doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm a better reader than I am a listener. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm excited I, for the book. <laughs> and I'm wondering if they're going to, because this is an audio drama based on a comic. I do wonder if day one we're going to have people saying, can I get the script book for the audio drama? Based on the comic. Yeah. And maybe. Well, they're, this they're, may- <laughs> they're certainly going to be asking for that. But they've already said, uh, I think they already tweeted last week that there is going to be a script book. Awesome. Like, there should or be. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't totally official. I thought it was from Del Rey, though. I saw a tweet. It was a tweet. There was, there was a tweet. <laughs> there was a tweet. Someone tweeted somewhere that there was going to be a thing, which in Star Wars means it's confirmed. <laughs> and, I, and I'm already angry and excited. Uh but, you know, that'd be great because I know when, when Duke of Jedi Lost came out, they made a great point that a lot of people uh, who were deaf uh, weren't able to access the story. So when they released a script book, they were able to basically join in with everybody else, which makes total sense and I hadn't even thought about. Um, and Afra, the fact that it is going to expand on the comic probably means that they still want to make sure that story is accessible to every Star Wars fan, which is great. Uh, Corey, what about you? Same question, my friend. Out of all these projects coming up that we're going to have to schedule content for... Sure. What are you what are you stoked about? I, I will totally echo everything that Alex has already said about Thrawn Ascendancy. I like you know, we said before on the show that it felt like Zahn's hands were a little tied, I guess, with, with the the second two Thrawn books. Like the first Thrawn book is still, even after all this time, in my top five canon books. I yeah. absolutely loved that book. Like I'm a sucker for origin stories and Thrawn's a great character. Anytime um, there's an academy I, in a book, like a school setting in Star Wars, I'm I'm in. I am so yes, in. Harry for Potter like, Star Wars, just give me all <laughs> give that. Give it to me. Do good I lost. I lost agree. stars. Thrawn. I love it. So if I have to guess, I'm I'm guessing that Thrawn or I always do this. I do this all the time. I'm guessing that the author Thrawn is going to write, you know, a, a great job with with Zahn. Yeah, Timothy Thrawn. Yeah, <laughs> Timothy Thrawn. I know. Yeah, seriously. I think that Zahn's hands will probably be a little less tied with this. I hope they give him more creative freedom with with this trilogy. And my impression of what we've already seen seems to be that way. Unless there is some kind of big picture plans involving Thrawn and Ezra and everything that happened at the end of Rebels, and you know, they're going to come out with that announcement about the same time they released the book then you know we'll see what happens but i'm most excited for that for sure yeah um it's, at a risk of doing a it's clean been, it's been a it's, it's been moved now too right Have we talked about that september 1st yeah it got yeah, moved up it wasn't july i believe and now it's in september yeah it got moved later to november or october and then it got moved up to september so it's still technically delayed from the original but it's earlier than the second one which is the most del rey <laughs> thing ever <laughs> yes that's true uh i i mean i do want to say the same uh i'm also excited for the blue pages remember everyone that was our consolation prize uh, yeah. uh <laughs> and those sweet sweet hardcovers i'm excited about that but um i i i also want to say uh, at the risk of spoiling anything i've read i'm excited for the for the afro audio drama purely because i think this is another test of the format for star wars because dooku jedi lost was a big hit Everyone really liked it. This is another step in that area. So I think the second one proves it, right? The first one can be novelty, 
and be fun. The second one is like, okay, are audio dramas actually going to be a thing? Like, are we going to hit Doctor Who levels where they pump out 20 audio dramas a year or whatever they do? Um, so I'm excited for the experiment. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, but we will find out with all of you again. Pre-order links uh, over at the new releases page over on Utini. All there. We can't wait to talk about them with all of y'all. Couple more updates before we jump into our Starfighter talk. Um, this Wednesday, possibly the biggest thing that has happened at Utini since uh, should have written that one out. I don't know it's pretty big. Uh, we have, we have uh, <laughs> our YouTube channel is launching. Uh, Corey, I know we talked about it last week. Can you give a really quick, concise description of what people can expect on Wednesday? Yes, absolutely. So where 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 Alex is certainly sort of the king of lore in Star Wars, absolutely. Alex, Star Lores, uh, yep. Is Star <laughs> Star Lores, yeah. You know, if we're going to trademark that in case you want to want to use that, Alex. Utini <laughs> <laughs> uh, serves an interesting role as, as folks come to our site to try to learn how to get into this thing for the first time, and uh, so we want our YouTube channel to be an extension of our, our already ex- already existing content. Um, a lot of guides on how to get into Star Wars for the first time, a lot of canon stuff, a lot of legend stuff, how to get into comics if you've never read comics before. Really more of a teaching sort of angle than I think anyone else is really kind of out there trying to do right now. Um, so, yeah, it's going to launch on Wednesday. We have a couple of videos. We're, we're launching with both a review of uh, Shadowfall and um, a sort of difference between canon and legends, which is one of the most popular pieces on our site. Um, so both of those are going to hit on Wednesday, and we're going to kind of go for probably a weekly release schedule after that. So really excited for that. We put a lot of work into it for the past two or three months um, to kind of get our sets and camera and everything all squared away. So we're excited to share that with you guys. Yeah. And also, we've uh, made sure the SEO is good, so every description of every video is just the, the words Alex Damon 1,800 times. So if you search, <laughs> uh, we'll be very happy uh, to be over there. Um, and, and finally, one other thing. Oh, by the way, that content also, like I said last week, not our faces. We have a brand-new video team. They're tremendous. I was watching one of the final drafts today, and I was literally just beaming. And I got, I got kind of emotional, I'm not going to lie, because I remember – when I first called Corey in my studio apartment in my underwear about writing uh, for a blog, and now we have a video team. So, very exciting about that. Uh, additionally, our merch is now live at utini.com slash merch. Corey, did we have a reveal you told me about today in Slack you wanted to to, to tell the people about, or am I throwing you under the proverbial bus? You are certainly throwing me under the proverbial bus, but that's okay. I can wing it. So we have a really <laughs> exciting shirt that we are releasing uh, today, um, kind of in honor of uh, everybody's favorite editor on the team. Um, Matt, if you're listening to this for the first time, um, you know we have a bit of a surprise for you. Uh, we are releasing a really cool shirt. Uh, it's going to be called The Conductor. Um, kind of in honor of all the incredible work that Matt has done for us on the podcast for the last um, couple months. Uh, Wes, I think you can swap over to the screen share, and it should be – oh, yeah, okay. We can kind of see it there. Um, so this is the this is the shirt. Oh, 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 there's the show notes. We don't want that. Oh, oh no, no. It's all over the place. Here it is. Yeah. So here's, here's the shirt. Here's the shirt. Uh, it says, no symphony is complete without his conductor, without the conductor. Um, yeah, we're excited to share this. So um, – Matt, we already mailed one to you. It should be on the way soon. And uh, if you guys are interested in this shirt, check it out. Uh, it'll be over at utini.com slash merge. Yeah. Matt is has been with us since day one of the show, has been editing our audio when we were in echoey rooms with blue snowball mics and every day since. Uh, so we, we love you, man. We appreciate you. And if you want to 
show your support for the editor of a podcast you listen to in public, then by all means, there you go. All right. Uh, now, 20, 25 minutes in, let's jump into the meat of this episode. What has been going on in Star Wars lately uh, is Starfighters. I mean, everyone has been talking about games with Starfighters. We've been talking about books with Starfighters. We've been building Legos with Starfighters. Some of us on live streams at Star Wars Explained build that A-Wing. Um, so I wanted to get your guys' kind of opinions, first of all, on on Shadowfall. That is the, the book of the hour. I have it right here next to me. Um, it has been blowing up our Discord. It's been blowing up Twitter. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with you because you've, you've put out uh, multiple reviews of Shadowfall. I know you were super excited about Shadowfall as a fan of Freed's writing and maybe the biggest X-Wing fan this side of, I don't know, other big <laughs> X-Wing fans. Uh, what did you think of Shadowfall <laughs> for, for some of our folks that either haven't watched your video in a while or haven't seen it yet? Uh, I loved it. I, I was a huge, huge fan of the first Alphabet Squadron book. I've always, like, it was going to be hard for me to not like this story. <laughs> uh, I, I I love pilot books. The the old Legends X-Wing books are still, like, some of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- this was going to be, like, I don't know how they would have messed it up. And and Alexander Freed wrote a really great first one. Uh, Shadowfall was... Uh, a little more condensed, which mm-hmm. I don't think I liked it as much as the first Alphabet Squadron, but I still loved it. It was just, I wish that, and this is kind of an issue with a lot of the canon books, I wish the scope were a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah. But that that was really my only issue. I love the characters. I love the way he writes. Uh, and I, I really liked uh, something I wasn't crazy about in the first book was the villain. Uh, the villain's a lot better in Shadowfall. Yeah, no, for sure, and and, and I I'm I'm gonna agree with you on basically every point, which is which is funny. Every time I I watch your reviews, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think as well. Uh, but with Shadowfall especially, I did like how the characters went a little darker, and the 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 villain I agree was better because he actually got to write him a little more honestly and a little bit you know without so much of a reveal. Uh, with obviously Soren Keys for those of our, our friends watching, um. Uh, but the intimate scope was interesting because I want to get your thoughts on this too, um, Corey. As far as intimate book versus grand scope books go, right? Because I, I'm I've been listening to the first aftermath book lately, um, just to kind of do a re-listen as I'm you know doing busy work, and I forget what it's like sometimes to read those canon books that span multiple planets and multiple character storylines. And do you? So Alex, you said you you kind of miss that, and I I do a bit. Corey, do you find that? Is that getting in the way of any canon stuff you're reading lately? Do you miss it, or do you feel like there are certain things that are still scratching that itch? Oh, uh, well, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about, like, my, my, what I'm always searching for in the expanded universe is something to expand on the universe, right? So anything yeah. that happens, like, that has nothing to do with films, nothing to do with main characters, like, I love little cameos from less important characters, like Hera and the Alphabet series and mm-hmm. stuff, like, that's fantastic, but I want to Elon sleeves Bagano, yeah, like, any, any other small yeah. cameos, right? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, Freed really shines with this sort of technical writing. Like, uh, like Alex, I'm not really surprised that you you love this series as much as you do. A lot of your videos are really technical and nitty gritty and into that Star Wars. That's like that's really the whole purpose of your channel, right, is to explain this higher level. Well, maybe deeper level of sort of lore than people, you know, are accustomed to and they might miss. Um, But I will say that, like, 
this this series for me has been a, a prime example of like how a digesting content in different mediums like can kind of change your perspective a lot because mm. like I'm super ADD and I have a lot of trouble reading really technical writing. Like I didn't learn to appreciate the Twilight Company book until much later. Uh, and like listening to the audiobook so far for Shadowfall has totally like it took me a long time to get to those first couple chapters reading Shadowfall, but listening to the audiobook is totally different. <laughs> and if you have trouble get, getting into sort of that technical style of reading that I think Freed is becoming known for, uh, I definitely recommend checking out the audiobook. And we've said that before, and I, I still echo that. Um, you know, check out the audiobook. You know, funny, funny enough, we interviewed Freed a couple weeks ago. I think we mentioned this last week, but we asked him about being sort of a technical writer, and we're like, "How do you feel as you know, people are kind of starting to call you sort of like the the technical writer? Like you're really into the warships, really into the the fighter combat." And he's like, "Oh, really? I, I didn't really think I was." And it's just like, "The man's a genius. Like, <laughs> Freed is an absolute genius, and like the way he can." handle combat in Starfighter stuff is is really really impressive that's yeah. funny i i got the chance to interview him last week it should be out tomorrow but oh, we had sweet. a similar conversation where i was like <laughs> yeah. how does it feel to be like the military science fiction guy and he was like well it's not something that he thought of himself doing it's just exactly. kind of that's how his career path went but yeah great great guy super fun to talk to yeah and I wonder if that's the secret of really good Star Wars writing, you know, is like I'm not writing the romance Star Wars book. I'm not writing the military Star Wars book. I'm writing the book with my characters, you know, and, and I think that's right. what really shines through Alphabet Squadron. He made a good point, like, like, Corey, you were saying when we talked to him that he doesn't really care that much about the gun, like the, the, the way a gun is handled in, in Twilight Company or the way a ship is put together, but his characters do. So he, this soldier is going to think in his inner monologue about his gun and if it's clean and if it's going to jam. Alexander Freed isn't. And I'm like, whoa. Like, that was one of my, like, oh, my God. Like, you are your yeah, character. That was, that was such, <laughs> That's really such cool. a, like, philosophical <laughs> thought. Like, they, that, like, the ability of a writer to sort of enter into the mind of the character they're creating is certainly a unique ability that I don't think everybody has. And that, that is probably something that really differentiates incredible, incredible writers from more amateur writers, right? And Freed is certainly able to capture that. And all of his characters are so unique, right? I mean, they all have very clear personalities mm -hmm. and very clear sort of motivations. And it's super evident in, in both Shadowfall and in Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, and and I'm interested to see, you know, if he how he applies that to the from a certain point of view book, like his story is like I am the ice cream maker in Will Rogan's <laughs> arms. Like, by the way, like I got guys. Uh, we also I, I didn't even mention it at the top. We have from a certain point of view, Empire is coming out later this year. I God, I want to know who got the Will Rohood story because you know that was in the Everyone. top. It has to be. It has to be in there. Everyone's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it was one of the newbies that just happened to be quick on email. They're like, they just happened to be looking at their phone at the second they had Will Rohood already in there. Like they had copied the text. They were just ready for it. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I can't freaking wait. Uh, but on the back to Shadowfall itself. Um, I, I feel like we all kind of had our favorite pilots after the first Alphabet Squadron. Everyone kind of find found their person um, that they identified with because, again, like we said, they're all so well written. Alex, did you find that your favorite pilot in the squadron remained consistent after reading Shadowfall, or did it switch up? Uh, yeah, I'm still a big Will Lark fan. Uh, Boom! I, yeah, yes! he he's the best. 
But what I really liked about Shadowfall is that in the first book, probably my favorite scene is him uh, in the nebula with Shadowwing, and they, they're just kind of talking to each other, or he's trying to. And it shows you the kind yeah. of person he is, and he's like, he's got a good heart. Uh, I love that that kind of gets used against him in Shadowfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that, <laughs> like, there's consequences for being like that, but he doesn't care, and he's not going to change. Uh, like, he's a good person. So, yeah. yeah. Will Lark. Oh, well, that's well, that's the correct answer. I'm glad we're all agreed. Uh, <laughs> half of us. Uh, it, it, it's hilarious because uh, one of... We, this is weirdly one of the like specific memories I have of Alphabet Squadron. Because Alphabet Squadron was the first book I ever got a review copy of. So I was like, I was all about it. And like, when it got in the mail, I was so excited. And I remember you had tweeted last year like the page number of that scene. Cause like, this is the uh-huh. moment I fell in love. And when I got that, I... I I waited, obviously, because I'm not a monster that, that reads the end of the book. No judgment. But uh, I, I remember specifically that scene coming up with him in Blink and and really falling in love with him there. And he is absolutely my favorite as well. Corey, do you have an incorrect answer you'd like to throw into the fray? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel in the judgment here. I appreciate that, guys. Of course, uh, man. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Chess. Like, uh, oh, I'm glad that great. she was featured on the cover. I like that she, like... I can't not picture her listening to like a hardcore metal music while she's like flying the B wing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, I I love I love her aggressive in your face punk rock. She's absolutely the most punk of all the of all the. Oh, she's got a uh, mohawk. Pilots. Yes, yeah. I mean she's, she's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love it. And the B wing is so unique. Like they talk about that, how it doesn't make any sense that. A B wing is in a squadron, like it's a terrible yeah. ship, <laughs> but she she <laughs> she loves it, and that's her baby, and I I love her, I love her, she's awesome. Yeah, Chas is awesome, and and especially for for all of our our friends that have read Shadowfall already, you know this is a there's a reason why Chas is on the cover of this book. She definitely has a very specific journey uh, that is pretty epic and cool. Uh, that's very different from her journey in the first one, I'd say. And, Corey, I like that you brought up her music, which is such a big part of her. I remember when Alphabet Squadron came up, uh, there were people making Spotify playlists of Chasta Chaddock music of, like, all their different ideas. <laughs> you have heavy metal. Alex, what do, what do you think of when you think of Chasta's music? Are there any, like, genres or even artists that jump into your head? I mean, like, it's in the real world, yeah, it's it mostly feels like heavy metal. And I think I always – I think she called it herglick heavy metal is something she actually listened to in the Mm -hmm. first book but really i i just the first thing i actually think of for star wars is uh did you play fallen order yes oh yeah so when when you're in like the the gladiatorial arena and there's like they're playing the radio while you fight that that kind of song (laughs) is what jumps into my head yes oh yeah that is that is way better do you remember how it goes Oh yeah, it goes. Matt, Matt, put it in here. Uh, please insert the music from Fall in Order, and like I said, it. All right, it's just like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I like that way better. I, see, I always thought of like I don't know why like Swedish pop or an EDM, because I just feel like it can't be in English, no matter or even in basic. Right. She doesn't listen to anything in basic uh, in her head. But for some reason, that that always hit me. Like you'd find Chas at a rave in Norway. I think that would be her happy yeah, place. I don't. I don't think that she's listening to a whole lot of neurotransmitter affection in in her being. 
Uh, I can only hope in 20 years we have, like, a full, like, the, a reference guide of all the bands in Star Wars. We're starting. We're getting there. So I would like to have a... Uh... Alex, do you, do you have a video on that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, sh- I probably should. <laughs> Especially, like, Chas alone has named so many different genres and bands herself. So, like, I need to go back through and just collect what she has said and then add on Max Rebo and Ficker and Dan and Shag Kava. Oh my god, it'd be awesome. And then you gotta have, like, the band tour shirts where, like, Max Rebo opened for Neurotransmitter Affection back when he was smaller. Like, that, th- these, are the, these are the dumb books that we, that we need. I mean, the, the is, sorry, the is unique this another books. opportunity? Is this another opportunity to talk about the, the I Got a Gig skit from, from Robot Chicken? <laughs> it's absolutely oh my, my favorite god. Robot Chicken skit of all of them with, with uh, Max Rebo. Fantastic. It's, it, it's so good and silly. Uh, but yeah, I, I I would love. You know what I actually want in the third Alphabet Squadron book? Was it Dark Empire that had the CD ROMs? Which books had the CD ROMs in the nineties? Yeah, I think it was Dark Empire uh-huh. that came with the soundtrack. Like, yeah, I think it was. Come Dark on, Empire, pretty sure. What are we doing, guys? Like, maybe there's like a. Because now would be like probably a digital code or a QR that you scan or something, and it pulls up a Spotify playlist. Oh wait, are we are we talking Shadows of the Empire? The Shadows, the Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's you. What it was. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do wish they'd do that again. Like, do a here. Here's some music that we composed for this book. That these, I don't know why perfect. they do that. That's such a unique thing, but I'd love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's be clear. They won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but it's it, yeah, because that's what's one of the things that makes the the audiobook so cool. Is that the the music in there? Again, it's not always just like John Williams specific, but they really the music enhances the moment so beautifully. And man, if I could just get a an actual CD or not a CD ROM, let's be honest, the digital files of Chastagetic playlist, I would love it. So Delray, hi, we know you're listening. <laughs> we, we would we would absolutely love it. But going forward, um, Alex, I'm going to ask you because I'm going to throw Corey and Wes under the bus that have to read the book and finish it by next week when the roundtable uh, starts. Easy. Love you guys. <laughs> uh, Alex, without spoiling too much uh, for anyone that hasn't heard it, how could you see the series going to round out the trilogy? Um, well, I don't want to get into too much. Also, yeah. so, I gave you an impossible test. Here, speculate well, responsibly. There you go. That's your shirt. Yeah, right yeah. Alexander Freed did give me a little tease uh, that you can watch the full interview tomorrow, but uh, he, he talks about how obviously he couldn't say very much, but he right. said that the scope of the next one is much bigger. Uh, so that already makes me very happy. Uh, I, I do wonder if it's going to be another story that ends like with the Battle of Jakku. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that feels predictable but that also doesn't mean that what happens there isn't going to be insane and right uh and yeah the the way that this book ends is not the way i thought it would end so i guess try, yeah. trying to trying to yeah, be no, so cagey dude, man, you're doing, this, this tightrope is amazing Gosh, no spoilers look out here they come look out <laughs> oh no i gotta ask though uh one thing i will i will I mean, this isn't. It's a spoiler in the, in the vein that it tells you something that doesn't happen in the book. Do we know how Coruscant gets taken back in canon, Alex? Uh, I vaguely. Uh, I mean, Empire's End gets into it a little bit, uh, I and I think Life Dead as well. 
Aftermath covers it, but not to a huge extent. Yeah, because I'm wondering, like, I feel like there's 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 potential for a giant, you know, Return of the Jedi esque space battle, ground battle, giant thing over some kind of major system. Feels like a fitting end if we're going grand scope. Um, I, if it's not Coruscant, I do have some theories based off of what we have seen in Star Wars Squadrons, but I think that that's probably not going to be the climax of Shadow or uh, Alphabet Squadron. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about Coruscant. Like, they, it, it seems like it. They just kind of surrendered and gave up after Jakku. It, it doesn't sound like Coruscant was a big battleground. Yeah, they're like, we're all politicians. We're just we, we've been high for three years. I didn't know what was happening. I'm sorry. I'm going back in the club to listen to whatever Swedish pop music I like. So, <laughs> see, that's what the, I call a callback to my own dumb joke. But yeah, that's great. That's a great point. Um. But regardless, I'm glad to hear that it'll be epic in scope to kind of scratch that issue we were talking about earlier to really give us something grand and worthy of a trilogy. And and I got to say, I do hope that Shadowfall or Alphabet Squadron as a whole gets us back into the trilogy mode as well. I know we're getting the new Thrawn trilogy and stuff, but we, we've talked a lot on the show about how Legends is full of so many series and we haven't really gotten that many in canon. Do you guys think that the success of Alpha Squadron is going to kind of get us there? Think it opens that door? Uh, maybe. I, I hope. I don't like. See that. That's why I'm excited about the High Republic. Is it? It's. I think it'll be a series of not just books, but obviously comics and other stories. But yeah, I, I want something that can tell a big story that doesn't mm-hmm. have to fit within the constraints of the films that are around it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think is holding us back from getting big book stories right now is that they're saving all the big stories for movies and TV shows, which makes sense. But I do right. miss, <laughs> I do miss having that new Jedi order. Like here's 20 books about this big old war. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and we, we don't see that anymore. Yeah. And, that's and, totally true. That's, that's the one thing that legends was able to do better than Canon has done. I think so mm-hmm. far is, is like, the stakes feel really high. The scope is much bigger. They can create new wars and new enemies and new content. Like, and I'm not really sure why why we have been so conservative the last the last you know since the Disney purchase. Honestly, maybe I'm hoping that the High Republic stuff is the door opening to that. I really hope that is, and it feels like it could be the case. It depends how successful I guess it is from a pure monetary perspective. Yeah. <laughs> if it's are you saying really that money well controls and... Star Wars? <laughs> Are you possibly insinuating? That is certainly what I'm insinuating. <laughs> um, um, I mean, like, I, I understand why the books have, I don't know, not, not taken a hit. Like, they're just smaller. And it, it's because yeah, they're not it's the backbone audience. of the universe anymore. Like, That's right. they used to yeah. be the main driving force of the Star Wars universe. Sure. And now we have movies and shows again. So it's like, where? what do we put? And where do we put it? Mm-hmm. And uh, movies and TV shows make more money. So, yep. that's right. And, and somebody somebody them. brought up. I think it was Meg. I think they brought up in our Slack team earlier that like that this Bad Batch thing is kind of like a test to see how successful a completely original animated show is on Disney Plus. Like it'll be interesting to see how successful that is. Does that does that open the door to more animated content that? You know, it's exclusive to Disney Plus that explores something like the High Republic. I mean, it certainly seems like TV really does open the doors. And there's a lot of huge content we've not gotten any information about 
still coming to TV with the Cassian stuff, the second season of Mandalorian. What's the other? The Kenobi show. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming. So yeah, and and I, and I think that's a good point that now the you know the mediums are also kind of starting to solidify what they do best. I mean, there are yes. Alphabet Squadron is so good because it really gets inside the minds of the characters in a way you can't always get in a TV show without like you know a voiceover. Like you can't always take 300 pages of TV time to really delve into the fears and and the metaphor of certain things, whereas a book can do that a little better. So we'll save some of the other things that are more cinematic maybe for a TV show, and I think that's totally cool. I mean, hey, one of the best canon novels of all time is Master and Apprentice, and that was mostly about two dudes and Rail Avros, uh, the king of all southern accents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I think it's kind of cool to see how we're, we're going to see uh, kind of what they specialize in. Uh, and one thing I want to... I want to plug real quick for our, our Discord folks who are still uh, over on, on Twitch and YouTube right now having lovely discussions about jizz music, which apparently got censored on both Twitch and YouTube. Um, <laughs> but bless you all. Uh, if you are in our Discord right now and you love Shadowfall as much as we do, we do have a contest going on right now for fan casting, uh, where you can choose which actors you want to play your Erica Quell, Chest the Chat at Kairos, Will Lark, Nath Tenson, and Harris and Dula. If you go into our Pick, Vote, Win Discord channel, it's just hashtag Pick, Vote, Win, you can submit one actor per pilot. You do not have to cast the whole squad. And the submission window is up to July 20th. When that window ends, we're going to put up voting for each pilot, and we as the Utini community are going to fan cast Alphabet Squadron. Voting will begin on July 21st. The winners will be announced on the Living Force Shadowfall Roundtable livestream, and the winners of the cast will receive free Utini merch. So head over there right now if you think you could have some good fan casting yourselves. Uh, Alex, Corey, I'm not going to make you guys do the whole squadron. Do you have any single character that you have like a particularly good uh, actor or actress that jumps into your mind? Ooh. Part of the reason I love game. Will is because I think he looks like me. Uh, when, when I don't have my quarantine <laughs> <you> hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perfect. I, I, I want to cosplay as Will. I would never trust myself to uh, act, but, but maybe, maybe oh, if Will were to cameo and I could just get like a one shot, like I can't shake him. And then they cut away. <laughs> like I'd be up for that. Oh my God. The, the immortalization of a single, I can't shake him. That gets you like 18 <laughs> books in the history of star Wars. We know. Oh God. Totally down with that. Corey, are you cosplaying any, you could be Kairos. Yeah, I could totally. Be, that'd be a fun thing. <laughs> Anyone to do can be too, because yeah, we have that. The helmet is pretty awesome. Like, has anybody done that yet? Has you guys seen any pictures or anything like that? Am I doing Kairos? I haven't seen any Alphabet Squadron because co- we got like the character uh, uh, silhouettes, which were pretty cool. Like, like the character portraits with the first book, which was cool, and then they did one for Keys for Shadowfall. They were all in like, the Bronze and Noble bookmarks and stuff, which was yeah. cool. Um, that is but a no. subculture that I certainly need to explore a little like, bit more. Like book Star cosplaying cosplay. yeah, is cosplay also – in general. I just don't know a lot. Alex, you and Molly are both kind of – I guess you know a little bit about yeah, that. Molly does a lot of great stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah, Molly more so than me. I'm, I'm, I do really comfortable, goofy cosplays with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Molly takes it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's – seriously, some of the stuff – my wife was showing me some of the stuff that she was doing earlier, and I was like, man, this stuff is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the day that the Dark Ray reveal happened and Molly's Twitter exploded because <laughs> uh-huh. it was like, called it a year earlier. <laughs> <laughs> looks freaking awesome fantastic. 
Uh, so, uh, if, again, if you, uh, if you want to put Alex Damon on as Will Lark, you jump into Pick, Vote, Win right now, and we see how that turns out later on this month. And, of course, if you haven't yet, head over to Star Wars Explained right now, check out Alex's reviews of Shadowfall. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, you have, like, still your base reviews that come out on day one, and then you have your spoiler-filled reviews that come out later, yeah? Uh, kind of depends. Like, I I was going to do a spoiler review specifically about chapter 18 uh, uh it, for sh- i've never heard of a chapter being talked about specifically I know, as right? much as this one <laughs> you can just say chapter 18 and everyone's like yep uh <laughs> but i started writing it and i was like i don't know if i'm right so that's part of the reason i reached out to alexander freed is because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to get his take on it which again he was like well we'll see uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> i at least was able to like talk through my uh my feelings so the interview is kind of going to be my spoiler review as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we do base spoiler free reviews. And then I do like a facts from video, just hear all the connections and random Easter eggs and things that connect to comics and books and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely comb through every single one of your Easter egg videos before we do our round tables, because uh, there are things that for, you know, you forget. Um, and I also want to point out everyone that on this uh, date on the internet, a Star Wars writer and videographer said they didn't know something, and that was okay. Um, so it is possible that we can go on <laughs> and ask questions. Uh, moving on, though, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars Squadrons. We've talked about it a couple times. Alex, this game has essentially been all over your channel lately. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your excitement about this game that seriously came out of nowhere when it was announced? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, pilot fanboy, like, it's just, EA has been up and down for me with the Star Wars license, but I love Fallen yeah. Order. <laughs> I loved Fallen Order, and I, if if I were to choose the next game, it would have been something like this, uh, like yeah. a space combat. Uh, I loved the old X-Wing, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, Rogue Squadron. I love flying, and the fact that this is going to be like in VR as well. It, it looks so immersive. I have so many plans. <laughs> like I, I want to get like a stick and a throttle and actually try to play this the way That's it should fantastic. be played. So right. yeah, the, just the, the possibilities for this, for me, just to be able to sit like in an A wing or X wing cockpit and look around. I'm just so pumped. <laughs> It, so if if, uh, if if the videos just like suddenly stop out of nowhere right. on your channel, we, we know exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's like a there's like a full scale model of an X wing in, in in a basement somewhere that Alex has not left in like nine days. So. Yeah, <laughs> get like some hydraulics on it that move while I'm. <laughs> No, it's, it's just you in a spinning chair, and Molly's just like pushing it down every once in a while, and you're like, "Hey, this is great." Uh, but it is, it is wild. Like I, I'm not a huge VR person. Like I've played it a couple times on my friends that can like afford the rigs, um, and it is it is truly one of those cliched "you believe it when you see it" things. For, for anyone that hasn't played in VR yet, uh, the last couple of years just have jumped insanely high. And the fact that they put that work in, like you were saying, to Squadrons is truly mind-blowing. Because it, it does seem like, out of all the Star Wars content we've gotten, it is the most interested in putting you in Star Wars. Like, personally. 
And I, I, I wonder what the fan reaction is going to be because I know you addressed on your channel when it first came out, people were like, well, what is canon? Am I canon now? Am I, if I crash, is that crash canon? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I, I hate that conversation so much. It's like – It's huge. How can, how can Poe and Ray meet multiple times? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, guys, plot holes are like canon. <laughs> the fact that plot holes exist is like – a fundamental aspect of Star Wars. Like, uh, don't get me worked up. Don't get me worked up. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I, I am interested in that, especially with like the customization of it. Like, I mean, the fact that we can have so many colors on the ships and there's aesthetic stuff. And obviously, most importantly, as you've said, Alex, the Ewok bobblehead mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not the only bobblehead. I'll say it. <laughs> I want a lot. I want a ton of stupid bobbleheads like that. I have to do uh, insanely. Will Lark, Will Lark bobblehead. Corey. It's so dumb <laughs> how excited so dumb. I was about that bobblehead thing in the trailer. <laughs> it looks sick. Oh, it's so fantastic. Only because like I had made a dumb tweet about like, oh, there better be bobbleheads in this or I'm not buying it. And then in the trailer, like, well, there's bobbleheads. Okay. <laughs> dice. Was... Like maybe dice. It'd be cool if you could put dice somewhere in your cockpit. Oh, yeah. The Han dice. That'd, yeah, that'd be, be great. And, it, and it, yeah, it's it's so fun. And I hope that in order to get the really dumb stuff, you have to do insanely dangerous things. Like, <laughs> you have to fly within six inches of three ships for 400 meters in order to unlock a bobblehead. It's like, fine, I'll die 1,800 times. I don't care. <laughs> uh, right, right. But obviously everyone's going to have to kind of pick their own main ship, right, to, to squadron up and see uh, what we're going by default. What do you guys think is your, uh, your, your go-to ship in squadrons? What are you most excited to fly? I think A-Wing. I mean, X-Wing is what I... That's my go-to ship. If I could choose one, sure. it would be an X-Wing. But the A-Wing has just, like, a glass cockpit. Like, that's going to be, I think, so much fun to sit in, especially in VR, and just be able to be like, I'm in oh. space. And there's just, like, yeah. this little bubble here. Uh, the X-Wing has, like, all of the struts and what have you, but the A-Wing will just be like, I'm out here. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if there's going to be, like, a practice or training mode, you know, where you can literally just fly around. You can just kind of no man's sky it and just, like, I just want to fly around and look at planets for a while in VR. That would be I'd, – I'd pay money just for that, for the, for the Star so Wars flight simulator. Play some uh, play some of Chas's playlist, just kind of – just, you know, as you're just kind of – you know, Dude, exploring Alderaan. Can you imagine a, a hard day at work? You come home, throw on VR and some headphones, play some Star Wars music, and just fly around the galaxy for a couple hours? You're good. That's all yeah. you need. That'd be incredible. Um, you guys are the first ones to be shot down, by the way, just to say, if you're going to be flying <laughs> oh, around. Oh, we're just flying around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, VR, this is incredible, dead. Oh, VR, this is great, dead. Oh, yeah. The first time you get shot down in VR is going to probably be pretty chilling. <laughs> like when your whole cockpit just starts to explode around you, I feel like I'd be like a little freaked out. But you're right, Wes. Uh, please don't go after the people in VR. Y'all, if you're playing Star Wars Squadrons and you see a little TIE fighter just flying around, not hurting anybody, they're just enjoying VR. Leave them alone. Um, but to round that out, guys, do we think because, again, we are, we are an extended universe show. We like the books and comics and all that. Do we think there is any possibility for Squadrons content? Because I know there's a story mode. Like, we see Ray Sloan and Hera, which is freaking incredible. I can't believe we're getting Ray Sloan in a... In a in the flesh um mm -hmm. do we think there's any possibility for more books or comics or is this game going to kind of be what it is 
It's hard to say. That's hard to say. Maybe there's certainly enough material I think out there, but I don't know. Alphabet Squadron series was kind of it kind of created a lot of really cool pilot stuff, and just the timelines I guess of the creation of this game and the Alphabet Squadron series like being like uh, around I'm, that might make the story kind of challenging to overlap too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, if they were drawing from old stuff like you know Ray Sloan and Aftermath and stuff, perhaps. I don't know, Alex, thoughts on there? Um, I mean, we we already know that there are some like Shadowfall Alphabet Squadron connections to uh, the game. They're yeah. they're surface level, but I, I do think it would be cool to get a novelization just so that you could kind of squash those like, well, what is and isn't canon in this? Yeah, you sure, just be like, yeah. well, the book is the canon version, but you get to live it and do it your own way uh, in the game itself. But I don't think it's necessary. I think most people can get beyond that without a book. Yeah, that is interesting because, yeah, we did in the back of the day, you know, we got the Force mm-hmm. Unleashed book and we got all that stuff. And Fallen Order had the prequel comic, but they didn't quite go novelization wise. But I do wonder if maybe that might be something for accessibility too. like if people don't play games and they don't want to just go watch Let's Plays. Maybe is there a market for like a, a smaller novel of the Squadrons thing? Maybe. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, now, as we are as we are kind of getting to the near the end of tonight's show, Alex. Of course, since we have you on here, it would be I think illegal not to talk about trivia. I think that would <laughs> actually be against the rules of all things Star Wars. You mentioned earlier that you started your channel because you were you were doing trivia. You were doing trivia studying, and other people liked to, the same kind of study tools that you did. When did you decide that you know what I know Star Wars? I'm going to know everything about Star Wars. Like, what, what was the what was the impetus for that? I don't know, honestly. Like, <laughs> I I know growing up, like, my buddy and I would... We, we kind of had our own Star Wars book club where we... Like, when we first learned and were old enough to read Star Wars novels, it was, like, fourth or fifth grade, we'd be like, okay, we're going to go home, we're going to read these chapters of uh, Heir to the Empire tonight, and then on the bus tomorrow, we're going to talk about it. And, like, so that's just what we did through elementary and middle school. And we would not like ask each other questions, but it would be more like a, Oh, did you know that Bosque is a Trandoshan? And like that we would just trade facts that we were learning. And through all that, I guess I just got good at it and it stayed in my <laughs> head. Uh, I knew I was good at like star Wars trivial pursuit. Then at dragon con, I, I was like, I should enter this thing. I've, would probably do okay and i did okay but i wasn't winning and uh that the first time i entered was 2012 and so for a couple years i just like kept on doing okay and saying like i should study i should study uh and that was i think 2014 or 15 is when i 2015 is when i started the channel uh and was trying to just really study everything uh so, but th- there was no real time where I was like, I'm just going to be good at Star Wars trivia. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Right. And it's interesting for that because the Dragon Con trivia kind uh, of, again, like Alex was saying earlier, for those of you that don't know, is like one of the one ridiculously hard Star Wars trivia contests. Like they, they put out the videos each year and it's funny to go back and watch them um, because some of the questions you guys get are just madness. It is it is ridiculous. It's insane, but it is it is great because you you finally ended up winning last year. Is that correct? Was it last year? Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Seven years it took. <laughs> uh, and it was it. There was a kid with you too. Did he get third? That young kid. Yeah, Miles. Uh, that God. was his third year competing. We're waiting for him to win. Uh, Seriously, this kid it's is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> a, a kid has won before. I will say it's been a few years, but I don't think he was as young as Miles. And uh, yeah. my my favorite story with him is not this past year but the year before uh first of all the whole trivia thing is kind of organized to make fun of the people who are up there competing it's like sure not 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 even make fun of but to torture them and be like oh you think you know star wars like we're gonna ask you a bunch of absurd questions that no one should know the answer to Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like their their attitude and they got to me and uh in round one you get some multiple choice but uh the host asked me the question and I knew it and I was just going to flex a little bit and I blurted out the answer and everyone was like, Oh, look at you. Good for you. Uh, Miles, the kid goes next and he does the same thing. He was just like, Oh, I didn't know that that was an option. And so <laughs> he blurted the answer out and everyone went nuts. It was so funny. Oh, in God, to, to, to be a kid and to, to be that good at a thing is admirable yet makes me look back at my younger self and be like, dude, what were we doing? <laughs> like, watching the Fairly Odd Parents again? Come on. Pick you were there to the Empire. Picking our nose, I guess. Like, <laughs> uh, that's incredible. It is... That's what's so fun about Star Wars, though. It's like it's so yeah. multi-generational. And, like, the fact that there's a kid out there that can go toe-to-toe with, you know, folks that have little, that are literally studying, like, basically flashcards <laughs> of Twitter is – it's impressive, man. It's super impressive. It's so cool. And also it also begs the question, now that Dragon Con got canceled this year officially, um, again, very we, we, we have lauded Star Wars Celebration for taking their sweet time. Um, but also a lot of cons that are that are doing the responsible thing and canceling. Do you now just get the belt for two years? Are you the default Dragon Con ch- you won now, so are you never giving it up now? Are you making sure that there will never be another Dragon Con? Uh actually kind of the opposite. Uh, <laughs> what it, it it made me very sad to hear that Dragon Con was canceled. Uh, course, we're yeah. we're in talks to host the trivia this year. Uh, oh, Dragon wow. Con is going virtual. Uh, mm-hmm. I said that you know I don't know what their infrastructure is like, what is going to be able to be streamed and what's not. But I was like, if you guys want, we will figure it out. And I don't think they can do it exactly the same way they normally do. Normally, there's a written test that everyone at Dragon Con can take. Uh, but now that it like this is open to everyone in the world, so that kind of gets out of hand. So we would probably, if this works out, if Dragon Con is on board and everything, uh, it would probably be me and Molly and uh, Miles and uh, like three or four. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's like the same ten people yeah. every year. So sure, yeah, you, you know the squad. <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably just be like, hey, if you guys want, we'll we'll do it again and we'll do it online. Uh, and we'll we'll see if I can retain that, which which would be obviously epic, and is the official stance of the Living Force Podcast and Utini dot com that you should uh, official endorsement <laughs> there. Uh, but speaking of trivia competitions that have gone virtual, the Schmodown has done so mm-hmm. in the last couple of months and has been going crazy. Now, uh, you are. I'm trying to think because there's been so many matches going on. I know Molly had a match. Uh, our friend Laura from Force Toast had a match, and there's different brackets. Uh, how are you doing currently in Schmodown? Are you in? Because you're in a different bracket than Molly and Laura were. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I mean, I still... Yes! Word. This just happened to that's be here. I, I'm not... I didn't have this <laughs> Oh, it's the belt, uh, audio listeners. We saw it. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I've, I've got the belt for Star Wars, uh, so mm-hmm. nothing to worry about there right now. Uh, in mm-hmm. five months, I'll have to defend against the uh, person, Ace Cabrera, who just won uh, the Star Wars tournament and an amazing showing. That tournament was insane. Uh, but I'm also competing in uh, the Inner Geekdom tournament on the Schmodown, mm-hmm. which is Star Wars, Star Trek, Middle Earth, Harry Potter. Like, just, you know, your general nerdy yeah. properties. Marvel. The reason we all sat at different tables in high school. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what? what is that? Is that, like, different to the point where it's easier questions per fandom, there's just more of them? Or are they as specific as, like... Star Wars is, but for all of them? Uh, Depends on the round. Like, round one is pretty surface level. Round two, it's harder, but you get multiple choice if you need it. Uh, Round three is where it gets to be, like... I mean, the Star Wars questions at this point are all, like, five-pointers for any other movie. But Mm -hmm. uh, in round three, that's where I really start to be like, oh, I hope I get something I'm good at. (laughs) Right. It's like, I don't know that much about Radagast the Brown, but I feel like I can make something up. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Now, uh, before we let you get out of here, uh, I want to ask, out of all these things you've done, out of all these, these things you've studied, all these characters, all these planets, all these competitions, is there a particular factoid or a particular question you've gotten in your years of this that's like your favorite? That's your favorite dumb thing to pull out of your head or a question that has just stuck with you for years? Uh, this one came in a bar trivia contest, uh, and it was something that I, I, I like kind of figured the answer out myself and was very proud of it. So it, it's one that always jumps into my head, but in the original cut of star Wars, uh, there were a handful of English words written like in universe. What were they? And, uh, <laughs> That was like the last question in a bar trivia. And I think we were like in third place. This was years and years ago. Uh, right. But we, we were like vying for position. And I was like, bet it all. I think I know it. Uh, and it was a uh, power tractor beam. And so it, it's only like in there when Obi-Wan wow. is turning off the, the tractor beam. And I was, I wasn't sure of it, but I was like, let's just go big or go home. And that was it. And we got first place. So that moment just stuck in my head. Wow. Well, uh, (laughs) everyone watching and listening when someday enough people stay inside long enough that bars are allowed to open again for trivia. (laughs) Um, there you go. Power tractor beam, uh, go, go forth and make all your friends jaws drop. Like mine just did listening to that. Uh, awesome. Well, this has been a freaking blast, dude. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we uh, let everyone get out of here, tell everyone at home, watching live and listening later, where can they find you online, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, we're just Star Wars Explained everywhere. Uh, YouTube is our main place, but we're, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord that I don't know enough about. I just don't know how Discord works, really. I need to learn that. I'm old. 
It is a fascinating, <laughs> dark place of, of scum and... I fucked up the quote already, and I swore during it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> That's how disappointed I was. But anyway, uh, Alex, thank you so much. You're welcome back. Anytime to talk about all things Star Wars. Uh, your channel has been one of my favorite places on the internet since I started getting into all of this stuff. And everyone, stay tuned there for all your Star Wars needs. And on that... That is going to do it, my friends, for this week's episode of The Living Forest. If you're already supporting us on Patreon, head over to Discord, the scum and villainous place, and join the Aftermath After Show video channel to hang out for the after party. $5 patrons get to listen. $10 patrons can join. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Drew Iberando, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz and our Jedi High Council for your amazing support of this show and Utini. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles, when he's here... Is at C. Hankel. He's still in the outline. And Alex is at Star Wars Explained. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, and Wes, our producer, co-host, and community manager. Thanks to Corey, Wes, and Alex for podcasting with me. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>